0: Thanks for downloading another episode of the Thundercast. Russ, we've got uh, something we've been pretty excited about for over a week. Yeah, uh, Still a little shocking that it's about to happen, but here momentarily, we're going to be joined with Marshall softball head coach Megan Smith-Lyon to talk a little bit of softball. We're going to talk, uh, who really knows where the conversation's going to go, but, but uh, we're going to talk obviously about the softball program. We're going to talk about Marshall and what's so special about the Herd. Um, hopefully we'll be able to touch on uh, the Sun Belt and maybe we'll get some uh, info about Coach Lyon, you know, after the after the game's over, you know, the person, the coach the uh, or the beyond field. the coach. Let me put. Yeah, the off the field. That's excellent. So um, this coming on the heels of having a, a assistant softball coach Corey Lyon on the show uh, this past week, that episode should be, you know, uh, uploaded today hopefully maybe tomorrow but uh we'll see but dude what do you think i again i i'm super excited about this you know we're talking about a head coach that's in season right now we're getting the end of the season we're going to talk about tournament time i mean this is like the meat and potatoes they're really kind of busy and for the for a uh, coach line to take some time out and talk to us um pretty amazing i don't want to say that i don't feel like we're worthy but uh it kind of feels we're that not, way. <laughs> yeah, we're not worthy.
1: I feel honored, you know, and and you said it. It's not only the first head coach uh, for this fledgling podcast that we started here, but it is in season, very uh, hectic schedule, you know, the coaches have during the season. Not that it gets not as hectic in the off season with recruiting and everything, but, you know, it's a big week. It's the final week, and she's taking time out to talk to us. Uh, just about life and martial softball. And as always, this show is brought to you by 304carwreck.com. So let's hear a word from them.
0: If you've been injured in a car wreck, visit 304carwreck.com on the web or on Facebook. What happens when an Ohio driver crashes into a West Virginia driver in Kentucky? That can be a mess. But if you can dream it up, Jason and Matt have probably been there, done that, and gotten their clients paid. Don't fight the insurance companies alone. Contact Jason and Matt at 304carwreck.com. Uh, welcome back to the Thundercast. We've got a really special midweek type episode. This is going to be a standalone deal. Uh, you know, normally you're used to the weekly podcast where we're taking you around the Herd Athletic Department, where we're giving you the the goings on with the Herd, but uh We're fortunate enough this week to get a little bit of time from a very, very busy coach. Um, Softball head coach Megan Smith-Lyon is joining us to shoot the breeze a little bit. We're going to talk some softball. Um, We're going to get to kind of what drew her to the herd and uh, how the herd just continues to keep doing great things under her tutelage and leadership. And maybe if she's willing, we'll get to know the person behind the visor a little bit, but we'll see how that goes. So um, right off the bat, Coach, uh, we appreciate you joining the show. We appreciate you being willing to come on the show. We hope to have a lot of fun. So welcome to the Thundercast.
2: Yeah, I'm super excited to, to be on and excited for, for it. I mean, you know, I Corey had a great time with you guys, and I'm excited to listen to his, and it's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, throw that together, the editing, hopefully after this interview, uh, before I head off to work. So that's going to be a real time crunch for me. But yes, thank you. Um, we we hope to use this platform that we've created to help bring Marshall fans even closer to all of our programs. Right. Um, and the, the goal is to get um Heard Nation, Heard fans to look at the athletic department as a whole and be fans of the whole dang shebang instead of just maybe being a Marshall football fan or a Marshall baseball fan or a basketball fan. Um, you know, we've learned that as we move into the Sunbelt, a lot of those schools, fan bases, they act that way. They, they support every single program. And uh, for those that aren't following the softball program, gee, many Christmas, all they do is win. So it's a, it's a really fun one to follow. Uh, The, the, the personalities on that team are electric. I mean, they, they, they just suck you in. You want to keep watching. And like I said, they're just daggone good. They keep winning. So um, Russ, uh, by the way, I'm Katie, that's Russ Russ. um, What do you got for coaches uh, to get this thing kicked off?
1: Well, I just wanted to run a a few numbers by real quick to start off. Maybe uh, you can shed some light on this. Average 326. Runs 281. Doubles 81. Home runs 62. RBIs 258. Slugging 561. On base percentage 418. OPS then of 979. Now, this is from Conference USA's official website. They're missing the uh first wku game from last weekend uh i don't know why but all of the stats are and the game is not included in this but all of these categories marshall is leading and a lot of them they are leading by a lot um you've got the marshall mashers here uh is uh is that one of your calling cards
2: yeah. I mean, it's, it's fun, right? I mean, it's fun. When you yeah. play. It's so much fun to watch our offense work, especially when we're having a good day and we did just that yesterday against UTEP, but yeah, you know, ever since I started coaching, you know, back when I played offense was, is non-existent. I mean, games mm-hmm. were one, or nothing, and it was just pitchers duels. And, you know, so when I started coaching, um, it's just something that I was drawn to really working on making our offenses more powerful. You know the technology with the bats and they moved the pitchers back and made the ball livelier. You know, it just started taking off in our game and um, it's, it's just a lot more fun that way. I just, I love having powerful offenses. And, you know, I think I was talking with our sports information director a little bit ago, and, you know, we were talking about how, you know, every program that I've been the head coach of, we have broken the home run record at that, at that school. Wow. Yeah. That's and that's, it's just something that, um, you know, offenses, although defense is probably my specialty in terms of what I, I enjoy working with the most, I've always been drawn to putting together offenses that have power and teaching that way and teaching that type of a swing. And um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. We, we have a great offense. And I mean, it's, you talk about electric personalities, our, our offense is electric too. So it's fun to watch it.
1: Very much.
0: Yeah. The uh, that's a super cool feather to put in your cabinet. I mean, I wouldn't have known, obviously you break a school's home run record. Every, every stop you've been, if that doesn't say I'm kind of know what I'm doing when it comes to this offense thing, then I don't know what'll convince you, but um, 32 and 14 this season so far, tearing it up 20 and one at home, tearing it up tied for first in conference USA East. We've got the um, regular season finale weekend series coming up this weekend, which now that the herd is stuck in a three-way tie kind of in that middle tiebreaker spot sandwich between FAU and just behind Western Kentucky puts a lot on this series. And, Um, I don't know that, you know, a couple of weeks ago I would have been on the edge of my seat as far as what is going to happen here in Denton, Texas, but now I really am. Um, But, you know, you're about to wrap up, like I said, your fourth year here, uh, your fastest coach to 50 wins in herd program history, amazing stuff, did it in just 76 games back in 2020, already over 100 career wins with the herd and counting and over 500 career wins everywhere. I mean. Megan Smith Lyon is just a winner. So I got to add the, you know, the question begs itself, like how, how, how do you win everywhere you go? You know, you can, some coaches are great and just can't figure it out. You're you figured it out. How?
2: You know, just work ethic. I'm a big believer in you got to put the work in. And from the beginning, my, I started out as a head coach at a junior college. That was my first ever job as a 22 year old. I was a head coach coaching players, you know, three years younger than I was, Um, you know, but as I think starting that way kind of, you know, gave me the foundation I needed. I was the only coach. I had to do everything. I was the field person. I was the academic counselor. I did study hall at night. I was the strength coach. I'd be in the weight room at 6 a.m. I wrote the weight program and I would run that and then I would teach classes. Then I would do a practice, get the field ready, then I would have to do study all at night, so I literally worked from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. for two years at, at Young Harris College as the head coach. But you know, it was that work ethic I think that you know really um, kind of laid the foundation for my whole career. Uh, I'm super grateful for having that opportunity. I think a lot of times um, people jump right into being an assistant at a big school where you have all these people that can help you, and you don't have to you know pay your dues. And and I think that I definitely did that. Um, and honestly. I'm so competitive. I mean, you can ask uh, my sister how competitive I am at putt-putt. I mean, to the point where I'm like, it's cutthroat, right? So, and she's not athletic and it used to piss me off. That she would be. So, I'm just so, so competitive. And you pair that with a work ethic, um, you know, and knowledge of the game. I'm a student of the game. I love teaching the game. I love learning about the game. So I think just the combination of that, um, in the other thing too, I never thought about wins. I never thought about myself. I'm, I'm, have always been, um, put my players first and, and serve them. And I think that that has helped to, you know, I kind of take myself out of the equation. I just work hard and try to do my best to
0: serve them every day. And what a, what a great, um, what a great outlook, right? And, and that's a great point, you know, being a, a, a one person staff, I mean, you had to, build, literally build the program and not just build it, but then sustain it, make sure it doesn't slide backward because you're tired. You know, you're not allowed to be tired. You know, you, you, it it begins and ends with you. What what, I can't imagine doing that. You know, I I mean, my coaching expertise ends at little league, right? That that was it. When my son turned 13, that was it for me. You weren't uh, even
1: really good at that.
0: I wasn't really good at that. No, (laughs) I just had good players, you know, but, uh, I can't imagine the daily grind that turns into a yearly grind that turns into a multi-year grind, but just becomes a way of life. Um, So we're about to wrap up year four and hopefully it, it, it ends in a, you know, conference USA championship coming back to Huntington. Um, But four years ago, you threw your name in the hat to take this herd job and, you know, Marshall always preaches that herd family thing, and it's not just a hashtag. We say that a lot. They they really mean it here. Huntington really cares about Marshall University, and and um, you know the feeling is mutual. So, what drew you to Marshall? You know, you had nine years at Kansas, over two hundred fifty wins, and all of a sudden, this uh, you know relatively smaller school in Huntington, West Virginia, his job becomes available. What makes you go? I think that's where I want to be. What does that?
2: Well, you know, it's kind of a, it's a long story, honestly. Um, you know, I started my career and, and had aspirations to coach, be a head coach at the highest level and, and got to that at Kansas in the Big 12. And it was, it was awesome. You know, I was super excited to be there. And in and the, and the, my second year there, my husband uh, was diagnosed with cancer, kidney cancer. And we had a three-year-old, he was two at the time. And um, within six months, he had passed away. Um, and you know my whole family's in North Carolina that's where I'm from I'm out in Kansas by myself yeah. now my three-year-old son um, as a single parent trying to coach in the Big 12 be a head coach in the Big 12 and compete against Oklahoma every season and um, so you know that was tough it was, it was a, a tough time in my life and um, you know I, I had contemplated right at that moment moving closer to home and getting you know getting back to where I could have some help but you know I I had worked hard for two years at Kansas and knew we were getting ready to do something pretty special and decided to stay. Um, and my, uh, my father, um, sacrificed a lot and came out and lived with us in Lawrence and helped me with my son, um, taking care of him while I was on the road and out recruiting every weekend. Um, and, you know, got Kansas to where we were in a regional final and kind of accomplished what I thought, you know, this is what I came to Kansas to do. And, you know, at that point started to think about, trying to find opportunities back closer to home to make it easier for me and, and uh, my son and, and my father. So, um, so yeah, I started looking at places and there were lots of opportunities, lots of other places. Um, But something about Marshall really stood out to me, you know, it's four hours from my parents. Um, It's um, a school that cares about softball and you don't find that in a lot of places. You know, I, I coached at LSU as an assistant. We were third in the country I was at Kansas, which is Big 12. We had an awesome stadium and some wonderful amenities. But honestly, did people really care about softball? Did you have the support um, that you felt we were important, just as important as other sports or even more important than other sports? And, you know, I didn't feel those things there. And so, you know, knowing the tradition at Marshall and knowing what the community and the athletic department, how they view softball, um, it's, it was a huge draw, you know, to, to beat a place – that cares about softball and, and that's important you know we put a lot of work into what we do every day we pour our hearts and souls into this and to know that people actually care um it means a lot and at marshall that's the case um and then another reason i mean you talked to him the other day uh, Corey, uh we we decided that uh, you know we um would like to coach together and this was before we were married but we thought we would be a good team and Um, find a place that would um, accept that and allow us to coach together, knowing that we would be married um, at some point. And, you know, Mike Hamrick at the time was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, let's let's do it. And so, you know, all of those reasons brought me to Marshall and I'm so thankful. It's been such a great fit for me. I'm from a small town in North Carolina. Um, This place reminds me of home. Um, It has become our home and we love it.
0: That, I mean, that, that, that's a great, that's a great, great story. Um, you know, of course, marred with not so great circumstances, but how Huntington turned out to be the home you needed at the time you needed it is, uh, Well, I mean, that's what you want to hear. I'm sorry that, that, you know, that, that means, I think it means you are where you're supposed to be. And and, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say, I hope you're here for a real, real long time because uh, in the, let's see, 18 minutes that we've been talking, I feel very much like I did when we were talking to Corey. I feel now like I've known you for, you know, uh, ever, you know, like uh, you're not just some unreachable coach for my university. You're now uh, somebody that I've known forever and can just shoot the breeze with, um, Wow, what a great story. Also, um, you know, without getting too personal, I, I read the bio, of course, and I'd like you to know that you and I have sons with the same name, by the way. Do we really? What a great name. Yes, I know. Uh, he's my youngest and my oldest one is 19 and out of the house and doing doing his thing in the U.S. Army. But uh, Cooper's just 10 and uh, he, he is what you would expect him to be. Um, Russ, help me out here. Yeah, Coach, uh,
1: you started the Western Carolina program from scratch, uh, and the the year that the first year that you played there, forty one and twenty, and you won the regular season conference championship. Um, tell me a little bit. I mean, I'm I've not built a program from scratch, but do you feel like this is something that has prepared you. I mean, sometimes you walk into whatever is a a first year head coach at these different places, maybe the cupboards bare, maybe you're fully stocked and all that. But when you've built something from scratch, do you feel like that has prepared you to do
2: basically anything? Oh, sure. I mean, it's, it was a a huge challenge and a huge undertaking. And I didn't really realize it at the time, you know, I do looking back, I think, gosh, you know, I was kind of young and just went, you know, head first into it and and jumped right in, but yeah, it was a big undertaking. And, you know, I am really, really proud of what we were able to do in a short amount of time at Western Carolina, Um, you know, to be able to, to start a program from scratch, no field, no equipment, no uniforms, no players. And we had nothing into part of every step of of starting that I mean that's so special and you know hard to believe I mean what makes it it's funny because the winning the championship obviously is like the icing on the cake but the whole process was what was so special you know just kind of seeing it start from nothing to here we play our first game I mean to get in that first game was such a big deal you know and and that was so much fun. And then to top it off with winning a conference championship, I mean, who would have ever thought of that? I mean, I don't, you know, I think they say no, no team's ever done that in NCAA history. And it, it's been uh, it was an awesome, awesome
0: year. And it's something that, wow. I, yeah. Golly. that I mean, again, you're just a winner. These <laughs> yeah. things, these records, these first time ever. I mean, I don't care what it is. If it's the first time ever. A big deal. I mean, you're talking about a lot of programs, a lot of games played, a lot of statistics throughout the history of NCAA softball. And to keep checking these boxes, yep, that was me. That was me. That was me. It it starts to become less of a happenstance and more of a habit. Um, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm sure there's a there's a fair amount of fans that realize how lucky we are to have you leading our program, but I doubt that as many realize it as hopefully will after this interview i mean a lot of people i'm sitting here in real time going damn i didn't know that dang yeah. that's awesome you know so um again I, this is making me more appreciative that you're willing to do this i feel like i'm drawing closer by the moment to this program we're trying to do all we can to get the word out and uh let more people know you know uh, just how well we're doing but um that leads me to ask you how are you just able to Take the success that Marshall had, and we talked about this before, you know, we had the coaching change, and with any coaching change, you can expect to have some sort of type of little rebuild or reload, whatever the term is you want to call it, but it was very short-lived, and here we are right back to winning a bunch of games, putting an awesome product on the field, doing things the right way, graduating players, Conference USA uh, honor roll, like all this stuff. How are you able to just keep Marshall's program riding high? And as a follow-up to that, what makes it easy to recruit to Huntington, West Virginia and Marshall University?
2: Well, I, you know, I think my philosophy of uh, work ethic, you know, tough, hard nose, let's get to work. I think it just fits at Marshall. And I think that, you know, that's why when we came in with the group that was here, uh, it just took off, you know, because those were they are those types of players and those types of people. And I think that's what Marshall draws. You know, I think we're a community. We're a family of hardworking, hardworking people, you know, and who love, Um, who love Marshall and who want to be a part of something special and something bigger than ourselves. And I think for, for me as a coach, recruiting players, that's an easy sell. I mean, you know, there's, there's so many schools, mid-major schools out there, but how many of them have a story? How many of them have something special? How many have them have a national brand? How many of them have a community that's unique and um, that's super cool. I mean, Huntington's a cool place, you know, and there aren't many. And so we've, you know, we've got this little special, you know, vibe going. And and we think that, you know, when people come here, if they're hard workers, if they are selfless, if they're looking for a special place and a special place to call home, um, I, this is, an easy sell you know people absolutely love it and you know all it takes if you can get them to one of our games and watch the crowd and watch our team play and how we are with our players during the games and if you can get that you know they want to be a part of it it's just a special atmosphere
0: yeah,
1: yeah. and coach asked the same thing of uh Corey last week um so i'll ask you there is uh almost imminent there's going to be a baseball field and it's going to be right behind the dot uh Kenny or Katie and I on the uh, show kind of thought that that is a great opportunity to maybe have a facility in between the two softball and baseball of like some indoor stuff or uh, some kind of facility there. Um, If that were to happen and you had within reason a magic wand, what would you like to see in such a facility and how would that help the program?
2: Yeah, well, we're so excited for baseball and and hope that they get their stadium going really quickly. They need it. You know, they need it. Oh, yeah. We have been saying the whole time when they first came out with the the first rendering and location, we thought, man, I wish they'd put them back here with us. Cause I think our location is is the best. And we love being where we are and we have enough space back here. And you know, us and baseball work so well together. And you know, it would be awesome to have them back here with us. So we're excited about the prospect of that. And and you talked about like a shared facility. I think that that would be huge. I mean, we would love to have an indoor that we could both use um, and not have to share it with other sports and it could be more sports specific and things that we need. Um, You know, I think that one of the things that we lack and obviously baseball lacks because they don't have any facilities currently is an area to do video review with our entire team. Um, you know, that's something that's so important in our sport now. You know, a lot of technology, a lot of video. We do a lot of video review currently, but we're limiting our space and, and how many people we can do, how many people we can watch with at a time. So having maybe a, you know, shared video area where it's a big auditorium style, so we get to pull team in there, um, you know, even team meeting rooms, you know, right now we're limited with that. We don't have space for that. And so that's something that both of our sports could use. And, you know, I I think baseball getting a new facility and bringing it over here with us, I think it's going to open up a lot, a lot of more door, a lot more doors for us and what we need. And like I said, we work really well with baseball. Jeff's a great guy. Um, Him and I, we're in constant communication about a lot of different things and we're excited for them. And, and hopefully we can kind of you know, jump
0: in with them and get some, get some stuff. Yeah. We, we have commented many times that, you know, the building of the dot really started pushing this program to the next level. You know, when Russ and I were undergrads, um, the softball stadium was, it wasn't even a stadium. It was a field. And it was right behind twin towers. You know, we, we played intramurals there. I mean, and then they built the, uh, the freshman dorms, they had to tear it down and they built a the dot and man, that really just skyrocketed the trajectory of the softball program. And we're hoping to see that same kind of thing for the baseball program. But in with that is an opportunity to instead build two so, so shared facilities. You can build one really nice one that uh, can help push softball further while bringing baseball up. And, um, you know, a few weeks ago, whatever this uh, I'm sure everybody by now knows the Twitter account, the big game boomer. Everybody knows who that is. They did those top 50 softball, baseball coaches in the country. And you guys cracked the top 50. Yeah, you were at number 50. And I—and at that moment, I was like, and we don't even have a baseball stadium. You know, imagine yeah. where we are if we have the facilities we need that some of the other places have. And, uh, you know, we might be staring down the barrel as we enter the sunbelt of a top 20 you know, set of programs here, which leads me to say, I know we're not going to jump the gun. We're not going to look past conference USA because all the goals are still on the table, but we would be remiss if we didn't bring up the transition into the sunbelt and uh, how important that softball is to a lot of the programs, a lot of the fan bases there in the South. We talked about this with Corey because he was a head coach there at ULM and he knows firsthand, but, Moving from Conference USA into the Sun Belt, having the um, the league difficulty raised, I'm, I'm going to call it what it is. I don't, I, you don't have to, but I am. It's going to be a better league. It's going to be a tougher league. What excites you most about moving to the Sun Belt?
2: Well, I think just, you just said it. It's a yeah. tougher league. Yeah. You're you know, you're playing the best, some of the best. And, you know, I think that's an exciting thing. You know, it's exciting. And I've been really excited about Conference USA this year, our softball. Our programs are doing so much better this year. So it's a tough league this year, but Sun Belt's a step up and that's yep. exciting. Players are excited about it. You know, it's hard, honestly, it's hard to really think about it right now because we're so in the middle. You know, we're gearing up for the last series in the Conference USA tournament, and our goal is to win Conference USA. So it's been really difficult to keep going back and forth thinking Sunbelt, Conference USA. But I tell you, once our season's over and we're done, um, we're, we're ready. We're excited about it. I think it's a huge move for Marshall. Um, and, you know, for it being such a great softball conference, that's huge for us. We're
0: excited about it. Yeah, man. We've mentioned many times that our softball program um, has a real opportunity, a larger opportunity now to join the Sunbelt to be an even bigger cornerstone prog- program for Herd Athletics. And which is part of the reason we're trying to get people to get on board with this program now so that they can hit the ground running with you guys next season and through the offseason uh, to um, you know maybe make some real, real noise uh, as we move to the Sun Valley. This is going to be a lot of fun to see how this uh, translates to a tougher league, but any coach that's worth their salt, and I can see that you're worth your salt, you want to play the best. You want to have that measuring stick to see how good you really, really are. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're all pumped for the out. Russ, uh, what's next on the agenda?
1: All right. Similar question also that I gave to Corey, uh, you're working with your spouse every day. Uh, <laughs> that is great in some cases that, you know, you get to spend so much time together and everything, but, you know, I asked him about, you know, when you come home and how do you decompress and things like that, you know, maybe get in a situation to say, uh, Are you going to take the trash out or are you going to botch that like you did sending the runner home from third, (laughs) You you know, bringing work home, uh, that sort of thing. Um, you know, you're around each other all day long, but just what do you do? How do you do, uh, so you don't bring your, your work home and both of you have the same work. Uh, so it's just not 24 hours a day. Is that a challenge?
2: Uh, You know, it's not as much of a challenge as you think, you know, I think a lot of people maybe would struggle working with their spouse. But, you know, in our line of work, it's well, one, I really enjoy Corey, like I like being around him. So, you know, that's good. Um, But in our line of work, you know, when we get to work, we're doing our own things. And, you know, one of the things that was important for me when we got here was when you know, when we get to the field it's professional, you know, I'm the head coach assistant coach and that's how it's going to be and and there is no husband and wife here at the field it is I'm the head coach and he's my assistant coach and that's how we operate and we both have our duties and our, our responsibilities and we take care of those um, and we work really hard at it so you know we've kind of done a good job of, of drawing that line and keeping it very clear um, you know when we get home we have kids so I mean you know you have kids when you get home you're just mom yeah. I mean, that's, that's it. Yeah. and that's so, that, that hat comes on pretty quick. I get to go do their laundry. I get to cook their dinner. <laughs> and I'm, at home. I'm not a coach and, and he's not a coach. And sure. There are times we talk about work at home, but honestly, not as much as you would think, you know, we get home and, and do our kid thing. And, and we've got our our Netflix shows we like, and our different, you know, we've got our routine at home that's completely different. So, awesome.
0: we've heard we've heard through the grapevine that it's a lot of uh, true crime and uh, murder <laughs> mystery type stuff. Yeah.
2: yeah, we're pretty good detectives. Like we we think that we're we can. See <laughs> that there
0: is. Yeah, we're basically CSIs over at the uh, <laughs> lion household. Now I told him that the, I'm going to give him some uh, some. Um, uh, some, an opportunity to earn some credit with you. He actually told us that he is blessed to be able to go to work every day with his best friend. So um, I told him that I was not so fortunate to be able to do that. My wife and I are, are extremely close, obviously as well, but uh, she, she and I are, are in two different professional worlds. So we don't, we don't get that. Um, I'm going to ask you this because we can't keep driving this home enough, no matter who we talk to, give us some things that um, fans can do the quickest, fastest, easiest thing that fans can do to get behind this program and support them?
2: Well, I mean, I think coming to our games is the big thing. You know, we pride ourselves in having um, – we, we call it the dot magic. We've got magic at the dot. It sure is. You know? do. It's, it's how our players, you know, what they do and how we play the game. I think the crowd feeds off of that and we feed off the crowd. So, you know, just coming to games and supporting us is something that – um, you know, I would I would say and, and, and you can't go wrong doing it. You're going to have a great time. You're going to watch some really good softball. You're going to watch these young women who pour their hearts and souls out every day and sacrifice a lot to represent Marshall. You're going to watch them do some amazing things and you're going to watch them love what they're doing. And that to me, I mean, it's it's so much fun. That That's what I love doing the most, watching our young women love playing the game, and they show it out, out of the dot. So, you know, just coming out and having a good time with us and supporting us in that way. And, you know, obviously, we have a, um, a donor, we have, you know, a way that you can donate to, you know, we have uh, a little club that people can be a part of to, to financially support us too. And of course, that would that would help. Obviously, any, any support we could get financially helps just get us some extras that we need, just to help us continue to elevate our, the level of our play. So, you know, but first it starts with just coming and being a part of it. You know, we, we love our fans and and we love what they bring to us. And, you know, I think that we definitely feed off of them. And I think we give them a good, a good show too. So it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, that's uh, uh, wait a minute there. I'm going to mention it's called the Diamond Club, right? That's that's the uh, softball specific donor club outside of the Big Green. And uh, for those of you that are listening to this interview and are interested in potentially making a donation, I'll put a link to the Diamond Club as well as the Big Green Scholarship Foundation in the description to this episode. So it'll make it really, really easy for you to donate to the softball program if you choose. Go ahead, Russ. I didn't mean to cut you off
1: we were saying the same thing i just wanted to highlight okay. the diamond club uh it is uh as easy as 50 uh at the home run level grand slam level 200 dollars, and the mvp level is 500 and above three different uh tiers that you can uh help support this wonderful program very entertaining i took my family uh to Saturday's uh, game. And my kids who would normally be bored to tears at most anything that I enjoy loved it. They loved the music. They loved the players dancing uh, in between uh, outs, in between innings, uh, the cheers, the chants, just everything about it. It was dot magic. So yeah, if you want to donate, hit them up at the Diamond Club and we'll have a link to that.
0: I think you guys need to make some shirts that say dot magic or something like that man <laughs> that that's a that's an awesome thing. that's an awesome term. I can't believe yeah.
2: that's I uh, do that I mean I you do
0: absolutely do need to do yeah. that. get some dot magic. yes yeah. so look before we get you out of here we know you're super super busy but again in our continued effort to bring fans closer to these programs we want to get to know a little bit about you behind the visor you know when when the coaches work is done. Okay. So just some just some personality type stuff. um everybody's got them. I've got a number of them. What is that one album that just never gets old for you? You will play it from beginning to end until it falls to pieces.
2: you know gosh this I feel like this is gonna sound boring, but I'm a huge James Taylor fan so Oh, this good choice is my greatest oh. hit man <laughs> I, I, you know, he's from North Carolina. He's a Carolina guy, and that's probably my favorite. I could put that on repeat. Yeah, How yeah. is
0: that boring? You said Greatest uh, Hits Volume 1, right? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Um, that is one of a handful of CDs that I wore out so much I had to buy it twice. So you're, yeah. you're talking to the right guy when it comes okay. to James Taylor. Yeah. Man, what a great choice. Wow. Ice Cube and James Taylor. Who would have thunk it, yeah, right? That's, that's a- <laughs> that's Cor- Corey said Ice Cube. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: maybe completely different that-
2: musical taste, but it works. <laughs>
1: If if they ever have a concert together, James Taylor and Ice Cube, that'd be a great one to go to.
0: <laughs> well, Corey and I would be there for sure. Yeah, I know. Like MVPs, like, uh, you know, like front row center. But anyway, that what a great choice, man. You can't get wrong. You cannot go wrong with some, you know, late uh, early fall porch sitting in Huntington, yep. West Virginia with uh, some refreshing beverage and JT on the on the stereo. It really doesn't get much better than that. I'm, I know that firsthand. Um, we've covered the crime stuff and the murder mystery type stuff, but um, you know, we all also have those movies or TV shows that we just cannot turn off, no matter how many times we've seen them. Um, for you know, I'm, I'm for me, it's like anytime I'm flipping channels and I see the Shawshank Redemption, I don't care what part of the movie it's in, I'm watching that until it's over. So, what is that? Movie for you, or that show for you? You cannot get away from.
2: So mine's Hoosiers, no question. Really, all time, all time favorite. Love it. anytime it's on, I gotta watch it.
0: Wow, uh, uh, interesting. The, yeah. the the North Carolina girl that likes a basketball movie based in Indiana. Uh, yeah. I'll be darn. Um, I'm a huge basketball
2: fan, so that's that's probably why. And I, I just love that movie.
1: Oh, yeah, so. that's a good movie. It is a good flick, uh,
0: Russ. You got any quick hitter type questions before we turn Megan loose, Coach Smith? I don't. I don't want to be like. I feel like I'm over. Like not maintaining some level of professionalism by calling you Megan. Should I? Should I be calling you Coach? Coach Smith lyon I mean. No, yeah, you can call me. I don't want to be that guy, but I feel, like I said, so super at ease that we're just hanging talking that I feel like, well, she's Megan now, not, you know what I mean? So I apologize if I'm not maintaining certain levels of professional decorum. But uh,
2: in fact, I was just talking to our team about, you know, I'm, I am Megan. Like I'm a coach. It's what I do, but I'm a person. So. Yeah,
0: I know. I, I mean, I don't, you know, we're not, like I said, we're not, um, uh, we're not Pat McAfee here. We're not professional media podcasters. We're just two dudes that are trying to do something positive for the herd, and uh, meet some great people along the way, and do some good along the way. And you know, I I, I don't know if I I just feel comfortable. I, w- I don't want to be Coach Smith lying if it's if it's okay to be Megan. So, yeah, totally. Russ Russ, what what what's what, what do you got here before we get ready to close out and turn her loose?
1: Favorite thing about Huntington or favorite place in Huntington?
2: So, well, the dot is my favorite place, but aside from that, you know, we love El Ranchito. <laughs> I'm sure Corey talked about it. Yeah, he did. We, we um, very early on, you know, it's within walking distance to the field, and our staff is really close. Um, Maddie Hollib's our pitching coach. And, of course, obviously, Corey and I are close. But, you know, we're like a little family. and We do everything together. And so we would walk to El Ranchito, and it just kind of became our little place. And so now that's where we go. We we love it. We The staff there, we have a really – like we feel connected to the staff. Um, we have our own little booth that's ours and ours only. And we get really mad if anyone's sitting in it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah I mean, we really we really like that place and it's kind of our place to unwind you know it's, it's become that place for our staff to go and just unwind and relax and i mean our players know we go there they it's just kind of the running joke but i would say we, we like we love it and i love downtown too i think huntington is um man such a cool place and downtown is so cool so um, Agreed. Like To go, we like to go downtown quite a bit
0: yeah So yeah. it Huntington has had such a facelift through my duration of the, you know, when I showed up as a freshman, it looked completely different than what it does now. And it's all it's basically all for the better. You know, they've really um, made a huge investment in turning downtown into something that you can, you know, go to and be a part of again. And it's, it's just great. So um, we appreciate you donating some, some of your busy schedule to us. Um, I would like to shout out a a few members of your staff because I've noticed that they have started following the podcast account and which we appreciate. Uh, Maddie, you mentioned Kayla started following the account. Um, You know, you guys um, are being very welcoming to what we're trying to do. So we appreciate that. We appreciate you following us along on social media. We appreciate you being so willing to help us grow this uh, the show and be a part of the show. Uh, because, you know, as, as we get bigger, hopefully the more donors we can drive to your program, the more butts we can get in the seats at the dot. I mean, all of that good stuff. So um, Russ and I are just two dudes that wanted to do something fun. Uh, we appreciate that we're being well received and that you uh, think we're, you know, this is a worthy enough cause to donate a little bit of your time. Um, the last thing I'm going to say before we get you out of here is um, anything you want to say to the Marshall fan base, the Marshall family, anybody, please feel free to do so. Uh, And then we'll we'll turn you loose.
2: Yeah, well, gosh, I'm so thankful to all of our supporters. And, um, you know, we have such a special family at Marshall, the community, the university, our athletic department. And I'm so thankful for for all of it. I mean, I'm really proud to coach at Marshall. I'm proud to be the head softball coach. I think, um, you know, we represent. Um, something bigger than ourselves you know and and we take that very seriously and I just ask for people to keep supporting us you know keep coming out and um, keep sending us well wishes and you know we really appreciate everything that that anyone does in regards to support and we're so thankful we're so thankful to be representing Marshall.
0: Well, we are certainly thankful to have you leading our program. And as I mentioned before, we hope you're here for a long, long time. Uh, I hope when um, more prestigious programs come along, inevitably to want your services because you're doing so well, you tell them to stick it. I'm staying in Huntington. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we wish you all the best of luck this final regular season series against North Texas uh, way down there in Denton. And, you know, once the seeding comes out, we'll be all over it for the Conference USA tournament. We're hoping to bring the championship home, the last one in the Conference USA era. Um, We're not going to jump the gun because I'm sure that uh, we will converse again um, before the start of the 2022 season. You kicked around an idea to me, and I really want to explore that a little bit more. We won't get into this the specifics of that at this point but uh we will be in contact but i will tell you this if i don't see a dot magic t-shirt sometime before the 2022 season or to kick off the 2023 season um i'm gonna be a little upset i'm not gonna like go i think that i think that's a kick-ass idea so um russ take us out of here
1: well thanks again as kenny said um megan but um just the best of luck to you and the team and just keep doing everything that you're doing for a wonderful program. And, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Until right. then, yeah. right.
0: Have a great day guys. We'll see you around. You know what? We'll see you around the dot until next time we're out of here. Follow us on Twitter. It's the Thundercast later.